Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Well, church, it's now time for the Word of God, so let us get focused now upon what the Lord wants to say to us this morning, and let us just open with a word of prayer. Father God, Lord, as we come to a time, Lord, to open up our hearts towards your Word, my prayer this morning, this special Sunday morning, is that the Word of God will be quick and powerful this morning into the hearts of men and women. Father, as we move towards opening up this church, we pray, Lord, that your kingdom come, your will be done in our lives, in this nation, in the nations of this world. And Lord, we look forward to be together once again. But now, Father, speak through your word as we open up our hearts in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Church, I've been contemplating the word of God and I am deliberately and purposefully stealing Pastor Harold's title that he has have used over this period of time. So I will title my message this morning, Stop That Man From Being Used by God. Stop that man or that woman or that teenager or that elderly man or that child from being used by God. It is a wonderful time we are living in. God is preparing a great harvest, and I am just grateful that we have God on our side, that we can call upon His name. So this day may be a special day for you, and I will deliberately and purposefully challenge you this morning as I am challenging myself with this message. You see, 2,000 years ago, since the church started, there's always been a challenge towards the church to silence the church of the living God. And there's always been these challenges that came from the outside. But now, there's always been challenges from the inside as well. And those challenges I want to focus upon this morning. So, the Lord Jesus gave his ultimate plan in one little sentence. One little sentence he spoke and he gave his ultimate plan for those who will follow him. Therefore, let me go immediately deep into the word of God this morning. I want you to go with me to Matthew 4 from verse 18. Matthew 4 from verse 18 in your Bibles. If you have a Bible with you, where you are in your home, your workplace, wherever you are now. And the Lord Jesus, where this setting was playing out, let me just say this, what's about to happen would change people's lives. John the Baptist had disciples. One of his disciples or two of his disciples, Andrew, the brother of Peter, and John, the brother of James, they came from John the Baptist. And Andrew, seeing Jesus, went to Peter and said to Peter, Peter, I have met the Messiah. I have met the Savior. Did they know what was about to happen in their lives? 
So let us go into the scripture here. Matthew 4, 18. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. There's my key for this day and this message. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left the nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers. Now it's their partners. Not their partners in crime, but their partners in business. And it says here, going on from there, he, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. These four names, they did not know what was about to happen with their lives. Their response was quick, and they started following the Lord Jesus. And in this following the Lord Jesus, these four names would become so prominent in the world for 2,000 years that many people have called their sons these names in Christianity. And these names would have such a great impact on the world and in the world that it is still mentioned today. And they did not know what would happen to them. You see, the Lord Jesus went to these men. And the Lord Jesus is still going, still walking to people. Calling people towards him. The Lord did not send angels. He did not send any person. He came himself and presented to them the solution, the ultimate plan for the world. And that plan is, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Just to focus on, follow me and I will. Follow me and I will. The first instruction is to follow me. In this is contained the evangelistic fruitfulness of the church of, in the body of the body of Christ. The great question we need to ask ourselves coming through a year where we have been totally limited in our movement, but the question is still, the great question is, are we still following Jesus? Can you make that statement today that you are still following Jesus? Because if you are still following Jesus, then certain things will happen in your life and will always happen in your life. As the Lord was calling his disciples from this point on, and they came to him. One that stood out for me was Nathaniel. In John 1.49, it says the following, and verse 50. Nathaniel answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. 
You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And these greater things than these, just that I am the Messiah, the greater things than these would be, if you follow me, I will make you. Church, I want that to sink deep into your hearts this morning. If you are really following Christ, today it's stock-taking time. I need to ask myself the question, am I truly and really still following Jesus? Because if I am following him, he always leads me to places where he uses me. Oh, let me not get excited right now. We absolutely, immediately need to relook and refocus on the promises of God and the calling of God for my personal life. What do we want to see as a church? And what does God see for you and me? You see, the message of the gospel is not just a corporate message that if I come to church, if I'm part of the church, the message of the gospel is a personal message. It is a personal call for myself and you to become and to be fishermen for Jesus Christ. And the Lord is busy. He's calling people still today. Still today. He's busy raising up a new generation. We do believe we are living in the end times. We believe God has called us for a time such as this. We believe that there will come a revival as we've never seen around this planet. And listen to me. Do not look to the person next to you. Look to yourself and say, am I ready? Am I ready to be used of God? Am I following Jesus? The response is quite remarkable. These disciples that would become apostles, sent ones, to become a sent one, you need to follow Jesus. The, the one thing they immediately did is that they left their boats and they left their nets. They stood up, they left their families and they immediately stood up and walked towards the calling. The calling is to follow Jesus. Many people follow their own calling, but there is a personal calling that you should follow Christ. So many people are creating their own gospel, their own set of rules, and then just to find out that they've wasted a lot of time and a lot of focus, a lot of things that could be done right for Jesus. So you have to leave your boat first. You have to leave your net. You have to leave your family. You have to report for duty so that you may follow Christ. I was thinking that there is a difference between fishing and fishing for men. They were experts in their fishing capabilities. But Jesus Christ was about to raise them up to be expert in the word of God, in the purposes of God. You see, dear church, you need to have a real focus and a real look upon who you are 
and where God wants to use you. It doesn't mean that you should come and work for the church. It doesn't mean that immediately you should resign your job. But, you know, you, you might be a doctor, but it is time to be a doctor or doctoring for Jesus. You might be a mechanic, and it's time to be mechanicing for Jesus. You might be doing accounting, but it's good to do accounting for Jesus. You might be a policeman, but it's good to police for Jesus, or a lawyer for Jesus, or a magistrate for Jesus. The Lord is calling His people, where they are, to become significant, to be a follower of Jesus Christ so that He could make you a fisher of men. And that is not just for a specific group of people. The I will make you fishers of men Jesus did not say that to complicate your life, to try to work out what will I do for him. I have a job. I'm so busy. The whole world is busy. Every person is busy. But the moment Jesus Christ becomes the person whom you follow, then immediately the focus changes into what he wants done. And when he gets the first place, then suddenly a person's, a person's whole demeanor change. Your plans change. Your, your life changes. The way you live life, everything about you changes because you are following him. His purpose. You see, some people just want to follow the Lord, just want to worship the Lord, be close to the Lord. But the Lord is calling people to a purpose. Obviously, he needs to be worshipped and loved and understood. And he needs to, need to be precious in your life. But from that, the extension of that is to become a fisherman and a fisherwoman, if I may say that, to this world. So I want to attempt this morning, as I go on, to clarify the mission you see, Jesus sends us on a mission. But you have to believe the promise of the mission. As I will go deeper into this, you will understand. The Lord Jesus Christ needs to be center stage in a person's life. Is he truly in the center stage of your life? If he is taking center stage, your life gets interesting. It gets wonderfully interesting. There are certain observations I want to take out of the analogy of what the Lord said to them, that the calling and that they should come and he will make them. The one thing that every person needs to know is that everybody can learn to fish. And fishing takes great patience. It's not like me. I tried it and I just left it. But I understood that fishing for Jesus is the better idea. You need to have patience. Many people have given up on the plan God has for their lives. Many people have tried things once or twice or three times and given up. When you follow Jesus, it's about consistency. It's about consistently following him and his plan. And then someone said that Christ invites us to come fishing and not hunting. 
<laughs> the difference between fishing and hunting is hunting, you wait for the prey, and then the prey, as it comes close, you shoot the prey. But fishing is that you have a net or a line, and fish are drawn into the place you want it, so that it may be caught. And there's a definite art to fishing. In Christianity, you know, I've been serving God for a while now, and I'm learning so much currently as a child of God. But one thing I do understand as a pastor and dealing with people on a daily basis is that many Christians, their, their lives are pleasure boat lives. It's, it's, it's kind of like these big pleasure boats where it's built for convenience and comfort. And you know, these kind of boats are usually very safe boats. It is totally built for, for, for the comfort, just, you know, to eat and drink and, and to rest and to be plush and to, to relax and to bathe in the sun. Nothing wrong with going on a holiday such as that. Beautiful. If you can do that, wonderful. But when Jesus called these men, these hardened fishermen, he called them out of that and he said, I will teach you to be real fishermen. And to be a real fisherman, that, those kind of boats are quite a different thing. It is purposeful built. It is built to receive a harvest. See, if Jesus sends you to be a fisherman, then there's a total different focus on a person's life. I always love to watch on DSTV that uh, program on the deadliest catch. The deadliest catch. You know, those rugged men, and sometimes there's even women with them, these rugged people would go out into the most dangerous places. There they would find the best fish. And the, the, then you would just see, the, the sea is wild. And I even said to myself, looking at that, I will never be able to do that. But you know, that is nothing compared where a person has another person in face and saying that I will do everything in my might to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. But people leave their purpose and their promise, the promises of God. Do you know that actually what Jesus said to them was a promise, I will make you fishers of men. Do you know that that is a promise? That's not an instruction. That's a promise. The Lord said, if you follow me, you will be able to do that. And the greatest fulfillment in life should be to lead or to speak about Jesus or to mention his name. So we need to ask this morning, we need to ask, what is our mission? And here I have a couple of observations. The mission of a fisherman is to catch fish and not to change the environment where the fish are finding themselves. Since the beginning of the early church, it has always been understood what the, mes the message and the mission of the church is. Here is the message of the church. God became a man in Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus. He died on a cross for our sins. He broke the power of death by being raised from the dead. Jesus Christ offers forgiveness of sins and thereby reconciling man to God. 
So man might not go to hell and be separated from God. Here is the mission. The mission. This simple mission, you must make it your own. If you have no mission today, take this and make it your own. The mission is to proclaim the gospel message to every man and woman on earth. The problem with the message is, obviously, here's the problem that people find with the message. The message has a hidden offense. And the offense is, here's the offense of the message why people are not willing to be persecuted. The message is, Jesus Christ is the only person that can save you. People are not willing to tell that to other people. John 14 verse 6 says, where Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This truth must be presented to every man on this planet. And then, we need to tell them about sin. Do we even suggest there's a hell? There's coming persecution to this planet where if you were to use two words, hell and sin, you'll be cast into jail. Can you believe? We're right there at that point. You see, in modern liberalism, which started about 100 years ago, they changed the message and the mission. The message of the false church is the following. Just focus on the fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of man. And the message now is God loves you and we must love one another. Now there's nothing wrong in that. There's absolutely nothing wrong in that. But that in itself is half the truth. That is not fully the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, the new message led to a new mission. And the the the, our mission is, and the message is, individual salvation. But now the new message and the mission is cultural transformation. This is a massive diversion from what Jesus Christ came to do. It's, it's kind of like saying, you know, we, when we go to the fish, let, it, let us clear up the lake. Let us clean the water. Let us beautify the lake. And the fish will feel better. Now the fish is unsaved. The fish needs salvation. Therefore they need fishermen. And fishermen goes and pull in with the net the fish to catch the fish. No amount of work around the lake will save the fish. You need a fisherman to go and save those fish. To get those fish. So the message today is, and I know it's a difficult message, this. the idea is leave the fish alone. Leave it alone. It's okay. We can never do that. We can never do that. Jesus Christ, he promised those who follow him, I will make you fishermen. He did not say, I will make you pool cleaners or dam builders or pool renovators. The true message today for this world is, Repent from your dead works. Stop the sin in your life. Put your faith in Jesus Christ and then you will have eternal life. And in under liberalism, there's no work for the Holy Spirit. 
Basically, it's the reading of prayers and just a comfortable Christianity. Oh, my dear child of God, God wants to use you. The time has come. It is now. The churches are opening up. There's a harvest waiting for us. It's our time. Jesus Christ said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I say to you that you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one whom co who comes to me I will by no means cast out. The power of the gospel, our message, is in the speaking of that message. We cannot just say to the lost world, God loves you. That's half the message. The other half is casting out the nets. You see, two of them were busy catching fish, and two of them were mending the nets. The time has come now to mend the nets, to see where's the holes, to fix the holes in our lives, to make it personal. We, there's times of fishing and there's times of mending. My great question this morning to the church is, when last have you mended your nets? Jesus said, if you follow me, I will make you. I promise you, I will make you a fisher of men. If you are not fishing for men, if you do not use your opportunities in your family, in your workplace, how will the gospel of Jesus Christ ever go out into this world? God uses ordinary people like us. He went to fishermen, the lowest class of people, the labor trade, and he made them the leaders whom he used. It's time for us to shake it out. It's time for us to say, Lord, make me a fisherman because Jesus Christ was the greatest fisherman that ever walked the planet. I need to follow him. Charles Spurgeon said the following, when Christ calls us by his grace, we ought not only remember who and what we are, but we also ought to think what he can make us. Here's the mystery. I do not need to worry about when I go to fish, where the fish will come in. When I present the true gospel of Jesus Christ, they will come in. They will be coming to listen to the gospel message if it is truthful. Luke 4 from verse, uh, 5 from verse 4 says, And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets to catch the fish. At that instruction, they had the greatest harvest ever. There's a new harvest waiting, waiting for the church. Jesus said, the Lord Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Listen to this. Baptizing them in the, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And it says, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So it means that the Lord Jesus Christ is with me today with you today and he's waiting because he's busy preparing you to be used of God.
we are truly living in the final generation. It truly is wonderful times to be alive. Even in COVID, don't worry about COVID. Don't worry about the things of this world. Focus on following Jesus and He will make your life make sense. So actually, my greatest prayer that I can pray as a child of God is, Lord Jesus, make, make me a fisherman. Make me, use me. Use me as you wish. Another thing that Spurgeon said, listen to this. A story is told of one occasion when a student came to Spurgeon and complained that the people were not responding by repenting and turning away from their sins. Spurgeon said, do you really expect when you speak to them, all will be saved immediately when you present the gospel? And the student said to Spurgeon, no, I don't expect that. And Spurgeon said to him, that is exactly your problem. Because you have no expectation. You've got to believe that God wants to save that person. It means that you will not leave that person. You will cling to that person. You will go to that person. You will not stop. So, I truly have a lively expectation that God is about to use you. Yes, you. You looking at me. <laughs> I'm looking you in your face. And I say to you, get ready. God wants to use you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.